I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon. What are the bonus podcasts? Greg, we always have so much music to talk about. Doesn't fit in the weekly radio show. We could just do one of these every day, maybe two a day, one in the morning, one in the evening. We have a Desert Island pick from you, a song that you can't live without, at least at this time and place on this day. Uh, Give us a hint. Jim, we uh, recently mentioned the passing of the great Ronnie Spector, and in thinking about Ronnie's life, this particular artist came up. So I'm going to give Ronnie another shout out by playing this next artist. Fantastic. I can't wait to hear what you got. We'll hear more about that in a second on Sound Opinions. We are back, and Greg, continuing tribute to Ronnie Spector, but from another artist, right? Yes, indeed. The Ronettes were the A-bomb of the early 60s. You know, they hit uh, like uh, an A-bomb, and the cloud, the mushroom cloud, keeps uh, expanding for decades afterward. The artists they influenced and the sound that they had was so powerful, you know, with that Phil Spector production, but Ronnie's voice rising above. One of the artists who loved those uh, records was a guy by the name of Willie DeVille, formed Mm. a band called Mink DeVille in New York City. They were the house band at CBGB from 1975 through 1977. They originally were out of the San Francisco area, they answered an ad in a village voice for auditions at CBGB. Mm-hmm. Not only did they passed the audition, as I said, they took up a virtual residency yeah, yeah. at that club alongside Patti Smith and television, the Ramones, etc. Their debut album, Cabretta, in 1977, still one of my favorite records of all time, very influenced by the Ronnie Spector, Ronette sound, in part because Jack Nietzsche was the producer of that record. Mm. Jack Nietzsche, one of Phil Spector's right-hand men in the studio, as well as Steve Douglas, who was a session man on many of those Spectre sessions with the Renettes. Those two artists loved what Mink DeVille was doing, essentially updating that brill-building wall of sound for the punk era. And DeVille had that magical combination of that tough guy exterior with the vulnerability inside. Mm-hmm. You know, there was kind of like this a sense that there was a, a human being behind that leather jacket and that cigarette and the pencil-thin mustache, you know? It was quite an image. It was quite an image. And that street sound, that street R&B that they performed was never better than on that debut album. Spanish Stroll is a track I want to play where they sort of evoked that early sound that the the Ronettes had and at the same time brought it forward with their own very much contemporary sounding CBGB style in 1977. This is Spanish Stroll from Mink DeVille on Sound Opinions. Hey, Mr. Jim I can see the shape you're in Finger on your eyebrow And left hand on your hip Thinking that you're such a lady killer Think you're so slick Well, all right Mink DeVille, Spanish Stroll, 
one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite albums. It's called Cabretta. At least it was in the UK. I think the album was self-titled in the US, Mink DeVille. You know, having grown up across the river from New York and seeing so many shows in New York in my formative years, I I saw Mink DeVille, I don't know, half a dozen times. And it was always like I had to wait through them to get to the band I had paid to see, (laughs) right? I I think I appreciate them a little more now than I did then. But answer me this. Why did Willie DeVille call his band Mink DeVille? I've never understood that. Well, they were always looking for cool names. And I think DeVille was like a Cadillac. Cadillac was the coolest car. Okay. Like mink lining on a Cadillac. What, mink, what is yeah. what is cooler than, and you know, it's sort of, this is a guy who was trouble. You see a guy pulling up in a... a yeah, you know. <laughs> all right. Well, there, was, there was more than a little <laughs> shtick to it. It was there, the thing. There was, yeah. but if you listen to those songs on that record, there's no shtick at all. It is, Doc Pomus loved their stuff. You know, Jack Nietzsche loved their stuff. He said, these guys get it. There's a sound here. But there's also, like I said, there's more to these lyrics than just kind of cliche shtick. This guy had a heart. And, and the vulnerability comes through in those well, songs. Well, 47 years we've been doing this show, give or take, and I've never heard you wax rhapsodic about Mink DeVille. It was one so of those records that I, I remember buying when it came out because it got a rave review, yeah. I think, and maybe Cream or Rolling Stone, and I, I said, I got to get this record. It sounds cool, and lo and behold, every song on that record still connects with me. See, that's why we do these bonus podcasts. We're never go. done learning. And that wraps up this one. If you've got thoughts on this episode, start a conversation in our Facebook group or leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Mary Bernthal. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. Thanks for listening.